You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to the listeners. I'm not saying welcome to you, Sid Talk. I'm just saying welcome to the listeners this time. Oh, so I'm exempt from listening? You're exempt from being welcomed. Oh, wow. (laughs) And from listening, so bonus. Bonus. So what's the before the after the show discussion? We were talking about the sound, audio, stuff, doing a test. That's about it. Boring. Very limited. Yeah, very boring. Life is boring. Accept it. Get used to it. There's the advice for the day. I don't think life is boring at all, though. I don't either. The advice is life is not boring. There's so many things you can do. Is that advice? Yes. Okay. Let's move on. Why? This Why isn't good. This isn't it? good. This is this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Saturday, August the 14th. This is after the show. We're a movie review podcast. And this is our 697th episode. We're looking at a movie this week. The movie is called Gunpowder Milkshake. It's a 2021 movie. It's on streaming right now. You can uh, go to Netflix and watch it. It's rated R. And thanks to Netflix for letting us watch this. Sid Talk, give us your synopsis of Gunpowder Milkshake. Lady Assassin gets in trouble with the people who hire her. Nice. Is that Succinct, nice? Is that short. Yeah, liked yeah. It. All right, I'll give you the one off the box. Three generations of women fight back against those who would take everything from them. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. I they, catch what you're throwing. They both work. Yours works. That one works. They're both accurate. Thanks. I, feel, right. in, I feel included. All right, so Gunpowder Milkshake, what did you think? Okay, now here's the deal. there's a deal there's the deal i enjoyed it but i don't think it was very good now that's the truth ask me what i thought of it what did you think of it okay so personally this is what i deal (laughs) i enjoyed it but i felt like it was 30 different movies that we've already seen all put in a blender to make this milkshake oh my right Okay. And the milkshake that you're left with at the end is worse than the parts of the other movies that it was kind of aping. Because it it, it was clearly like a bunch of other movies. It was a very involved expression of what you thought of this movie. But it was clearly like uh, inspired by lots of other different movies, which are very obvious while you're watching it. But it was not as good as any of those other movies. So it kind of cancelled itself out in a way. Hmm. You know? Okay, gotcha. I didn't really feel for anybody in particular. It's a bit cartoon. I mean, well, let's get into the story. What's the story? All right, you tell the story. The story is a lady assassin, or she works for some big group called The Firm, very original, and um, she just hired to go knock off people, and she has to go get some money back that somebody stole accidentally, kills a guy. The guy has a daughter. She takes on the daughter. When now she has to go basically fix what she's broken by killing this guy and the money is lost and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's still not very clear, but when you really think about the whole thing, it's also kind of, I mean, it's straightforward. It's a dummy down kind of a story, but at the same time, it's not very, it's not like a whole cohesive story to me. I mean, I I don't know if that's just my own mind. I don't know. I mean, the story makes sense. It's not just drivel and it's like. Oh, no, of course. yeah. Yeah. And it, and it does have like a beginning, middle and end. But like I just said earlier, the all the different movies that it 
kind of it's clear that the directors or whoever wrote it is like in love with certain movies and i'll name a bunch off right off the top of my head kill bill john wick yeah westerns there's even like western music while they're fighting samurai movies all kinds of stuff thrown in there it's it's quite leon the professional (laughs) yeah just a bunch of stuff i don't know if it's overt though i think this is something that's soaked in Right. To this person, people. You know, I don't think it's, if it doesn't feel intentional or it would be a little bit better. See, I felt it felt super intentional mm-hmm. and it kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, look, she saw the jacket in the cupboard. Hmm, drive. He sees the jacket oh, in the cupboard. Oh, is that it? I didn't yeah, see it. didn't work on me that So one. there's a load of that where I'm like, oh, don't do that. Like, oh, bowling alley. Maybe the big Lebowski. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But there's a lot, you know, very specific I love the neon lighting in movies. It's been done a lot. This movie does it a lot. Yeah. But did you enjoy the movie? See, I enjoyed the movie like a overall, lot. Overall, I thought it was fun, but I yeah. I actually thought it was fun because I do like the John Wick type of like this isn't based on anything. It's not a graphic novel. It's a really? it's an original thing. Yeah. I you, could have sworn that almost every single shot was based on some right. graphic novel. Right, yeah, sure. exactly. And and maybe it should be a graphic novel after the fact. It now. got a bit tedious actually. Right. So that's the point. Like I it's a load of style. And the substance is very small, right? Because the substance is like a million. Don't you feel like you've already seen this movie while you're watching it? Because I did. That wasn't really how I felt. Just felt it was a bit okay. It has a fairly bad script. The dialogue isn't great. Now, this all sounds like we think it's terrible, or I don't at all. I actually what I consciously thought to myself once wow this dialogue is really crappy but the thing is i'm really interested in what's going on i mean i wasn't invested in the people necessarily but i wanted to see the next weird fight and i'm not a fight scene person at all but i was like once she clocked a guy with a bowling ball then i was like okay okay they're not as well choreographed to me oh i'm not a professional let me mention this while you're on that okay i felt during the bowling alley scene that Amy Pond, Karen, Karen Gillan, our heroine. I felt like it was less of a fight and more of a hitting her marks. It actually looked like a dance, like she was going, I have to be here, I have to be here, I have to be here. It actually looked. It didn't look super great, right. except for the things that were happening. I liked the, you know, using the found objects and whatnot. But yeah, it looked a bit like a practice run. I know this all sounds terrible, right? It sounds like I'm totally insulting, but I didn't even, it didn't take away from the enjoyment. It's just that when you've watched enough things and movies with fight scenes, there are movies with fight scenes like Atomic Blonde when she's up at the top of those stairs with those dudes. Kill Bill doesn't register with me so much, but... That one with Atomic Blonde, amazing. Many Bourne fights, amazing. First fight, a couple of the old school fights in Bond, like on the train. Anything in close quarters that's really claustrophobic where everybody's just really guttural and like really into it. Those register as higher quality to me. This was like, yeah, like, okay, everybody, we've practiced this five times. (laughs) Now we're going to do it. Right. Now, but it, I was still interested, though. If I have to switch to like switch over to things that I really liked about this movie, I'll tell you some of the things I like. I like some of the music choices. Some of I have, I have to say, some of them were terrible, but I hated some of them. But some of them are really well set to the action. These are the things I did like. I really liked how inventive some of the scenes were. There was a car chase type scenario where she had numb. She couldn't use her arms because her arms were numb, and she had to drive a car. Yeah, I like that one. I th- I thought that was really inventive and like something you might see in John Wick. 
where they try and be inventive each time. Well, let's be honest, it wasn't her. She had to use a child to right. drive the car. Again, that is what's cool about it. It was a whole, you know, scenario I haven't seen before. However, the numb arms, very Kill Bill. And that's what I'm saying. This movie, <laughs> every few minutes, there's something from another movie where you go, oh, yeah, that's that. That's that. So those things kept pulling me out of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and it does happen quite a bit. There's also... Is that because because they're doing it or because it isn't done in a way that... It looks really good. Like the movie looks great, but the quality of some of these scenes is not right. It's not like they're really giving it their all. It's like everybody's like, oh, this is going to look so cool. And then they do it. It looks semi-cool, but it's not high quality. You know, it's literally like Keystone Cops at some point. At some point. Yeah, 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 definitely. Where you're Too like, many minions. Where you're like, who are these idiots? Why are they doing what they're doing? If they're all trained assassins who are coming after somebody, why are they all stupid? Like, yeah, wh what's the deal? Oh, there's it a lot of that. But there again, you could turn that on its head and say, well, The Firm, which we're talking about, and at the very end, there is a s scene where they're talking about The Firm. And it's quite clear that The Firm actually means men in general, in real life. I, I didn't take that. You took that oh, away. Oh, I totally took that. I don't take that away. I think it's about people who were saying mostly are men who want to rule things and just get away with whatever they want. I don't think it meant all men. No, I took it in a good way. Like men who are like sleazy and slimy, like the Paul Giamatti character, maybe. Right. Or, or like those other weirdos with the greasy hair and stuff. So I thought they were aiming it at like men who do things that they shouldn't Terrible be Terrible men, not just men. So that's what this movie is. And some people might say, well, that's like woke and sexist. They're going to say that, aren't they, sure. later? In some the of your one-star reviews will say that, yeah. Yeah, and it is partially, and it's not new. It seems, uh, again, a thing that's overused at the moment. So there's a lot of that in this movie where it makes the movie feel kind of generic. What else did you like? Oh, I like the look of it. I don't dislike the broad story. When you zoom way out, you know, there's this woman who was basically abandoned as a young woman, as a girl, maybe 14 years old or something like that. Yeah. Um, when we first meet her and her mother abandons her at this restaurant to be taken care of by the firm. And then as she grows up, she just becomes like this callous killer. That's fine. Even though, unfortunately, I don't feel like Amy Pond Lady pulls it off great. That sounds so awful. I sound awful. And I don't usually mind saying the truth about things, but I like her. <laughs> but the performance in this movie from time to time is not great. But I like that she's hardened and now she's come across this kid who needs some help. It's a little quick to jump to her being like, okay, I'm going to save a kid now, even though what we're supposed to understand immediately is that she's heartless and she's just a cold-hearted killer. And then you've got the bigger story of trying to take down these big firms. Again, just like all the other big movies, even Star Wars wants to take down the big firm, right? I mean, it's nothing new. But I liked the way that that the big thing was written. It was just when you start zooming in that didn't, it got a little shaky. Talking about borrowing things from other movies, they go to a library with these women who are like the custodians of like what? I couldn't tell. I can't figure yeah. them out. They're at a library. They have a bunch of weapons. And I feel like they are the people in John Wick. I mean, they're, they're exactly, that, that's what I'm getting. They're at. that hotel wherever yeah. you go. And if you need a passport and you need money and you need an alternate identification and you need to escape or whatever, that's what they're there for. But it's never explained. Not very well. There's no, it's just the library and the aunties. The aunties are there. And so... I felt like that was a really wasted opportunity because that's a very cool concept. 
Yeah, but again, it feels like it's borrowed a little bit from something else. Yeah, totally. Like, hey, John Wick has a really cool hotel. What can we pick instead? Hey, I know, a library. Yeah, and then and you then could, that's say, it. Story's then you could say a library is much smarter than a hotel. Well, I don't even think they need a justification. It's just like, <laughs> we want the hotel, but that's been used. What else can we pick? I mean, smarter as in people who would go to a library would be much smarter than the people who go I'm to I'm saying they, I don't think they gave it that much thought. I actually think they did. I, don't I think, think this so. movie is pretty calculated over what it's borrowing from, what it's referencing. There's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, it is inventive with its action scenes. My favorite action scene was, aside from the dumb guys she was after, she gets her arms numbed, I mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. Like an evil doctor puts some stuff in her arms and she can't use her arms. So she has to have a fight down this corridor. We've seen a fight down a corridor a hundred times. But the fight down the corridor involved her only using her legs and her floppy arms. I thought that was really inventive mm. and the whole thing was cool, apart from the bad guys were like these uh, dastardly and muttly idiots. It wasn't really inventive because that's what I was saying. That's Kill Bill, man. She's totally numbed up till she gets her she, whole body back on the track. She is, but I've never seen it in this way with the chair and the, mm. the way she's like whipping her guns around and stuff. Yeah. She's literally like whipping her arms out, like trying to move her body so her arms actually do move. And then the guns are firing. I don't know how it works because if she can't move her fingers, how were the triggers firing? Well, she, the, she had the little girl tape her finger. So I think what she was doing was like, she'd like, if you notice, she'd whack her hand out real hard and, yeah, and it would go like, shoot, shoot, shoot. So I don't think she knew when her finger would pull the trigger. It just was sort of like haphazard. It's filmed very nicely and there's a lot of, it's lit very well. It's got all the hallmarks of other things that are cool, but there's something slightly flat about it for me. And at the end, you know, it comes to a point and we see them all and I'm like, mm, that could be a sequel, but I don't care. Like, you know, yes, like I'm not waiting for the next yeah. one of these. When we watched John Wick, even when we watched the last John Wick, which this obviously takes a lot from, I was like, that was really cool. Like, and I like how it ended and I'll, I'll see another John Wick. This is different, you know? Mm -hmm. And I generally do like movies where women kick ass. I'm not Thanks. against... <laughs> I actually kind of prefer them. I prefer women kicking ass. I saw somebody this week say something like, oh, there's a new Maggie Q movie coming out that we'll review soon called The Protégé. And it's Maggie Q kicking all kinds of ass, right? It's kind of a Luc Besson kind of okay. movie, you know? And uh, I saw some, like, so many comments that were like, I'm sick of watching women kick ass. And I'm like... Uh, okay, then don't watch it. Yeah, it's don't watch super it. simple. <laughs> it's a, here's a simple equation mm -hmm. for you. You don't like it, don't watch it. Exactly. It's very simple. If you see that there's a woman in the cast, or you watch the first five minutes, you can turn it off. It's really, it's, it's like the most easy choice to make. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, so we've gone with the bad, we've gone with the good. Is there anything else you can think of that you liked? I mean, there's just individual pockets of things, very, very specific, like over yeah. the course, like moments that I enjoyed. When we get into the cast here, I think yeah. there'll be some of the bad again. So here we go. Karen Gillan plays Sam. She's our heroine. She's the main character. I think she was miscast. I really do. I don't think she did a very good job. I don't think she's miscast. I just feel like she's picked up some bad performance habits. That's I mean, she's great. I'm not a professional. Don't get me wrong. But she's been coached or told or come to the conclusion that this person is just, she just makes this scowly face and she's extra tough. And when she looks up, it's slow and brooding every time. But I don't not buy any like, of that. But not like with the genuine, like she's damaged and broken look that, you know, you get pulled off that some people can pull off, but more like cartoony-ish, which like, is unfortunate. Yeah, it's like playing, like she's playing tough girl. Like it, 
Yeah. When she like has the hat on and then she the the shadows and then she looks up at the camera and the light is on yeah. her eyes. It's like, huh. It's like really kind of lame. Like you're like, oh. Unfortunately, yes. And there's a lot of that. I mean, she has some funny dialogue and stuff, but there's a lot of like. And she has moments of great, very good, like emotional when she calms down and when she just sort of like lets it go when she's, especially when she's with the kid, you know, there's a lot of better scenes with the kid. So. I didn't buy her as the character a lot of the time and it, it was kind of bugging me a bit. I was like, maybe I've seen her too much in Doctor Who. I'm just thinking of Amy Pond. Mm-hmm. And kind of similar, but a bit tougher. But like you said, she's also Nebula. And I like her as Nebula, but then... But that's how she was playing this. You could honestly say like a lot of people who see her as Nebula don't even know it's her anyway, because it's like... True. The makeup's so crazy. It could be anybody. So we've also got Lena Headey as Scarlet. She's uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones. How did you like her? She's the mother, by the way. I really liked Game of Thrones and I really liked Cersei and her doing Cersei, Queen, Princess, whatever the hell she was half the time. Terrible. So the thing is, she was a bad mother in both. Yeah. (laughs) But in this seriously and i'm trying to be nice about these people today but it could have been anyone i know that sounds terrible but she didn't bring anything of her for me watching it it could have been any leading lady who know you know any performance lady who knows how to like give a one-liner and she's pretty physical and she can be kind of tough but there was a sort of monotone a lot too Yes. Like she didn't like rouse up to save her daughter. It was more like from the moment we meet her, she's got the same intensity as the daughter. Maybe that's where we're going with that. But it never breaks into like just like a normal person persona. She had some cool action scenes. I like the one where she jumped in the air with the two guns. I mean, it was like a really cool moment. And she had a bunch of that. That could have been anybody. Yeah, true. You know, I don't feel like she brought anything apart from like, you know, she's got a really nice accent. Like a very clear English accent. That's it. (laughs) Is that a bonus? Don't know. It does something like to make it feel credible in some way. I don't know. I disagree. I think that is a weird statement. (laughs) All right. Paul Giamatti plays Nathan. It's not a Paul Giamatti film. Same thing. It could be anybody. What I feel about it is Paul Giamatti is in the movie. Yes. But he's just there. Like, that's it. At the beginning, it's almost actually like he's a bookend to the movie too. Mm-hmm. He's there mostly at the beginning and mostly in the very end sequence. Yeah, and I'm not convinced that he either cares about her because he's raised her now since she was a kid or that he doesn't care about her enough to like throw her to the wolves at the end. Like, I don't see either of that. Again, it could be. The thing we can say about Amy Pond, lady, and I keep forgetting her real name. Karen Gill. But she's brought herself right? She's specifically done the thing to this part. Whereas everybody else, the little girl's really good though too. Most everybody else is very generic. Yeah. What's up with that? Well, let me say one of my favorite ones is Carla Guagino. She plays Madeline. I like her from Sucker Punch. She's been in a bunch of stuff along the way, right? And immediately she was my favorite of the three librarian ladies because I just like the actress. And spoilers, what <laughs> happened to her? <laughs> that, that, are we spoiling today? I'll, we'll do some spoilers here because there's only really one spoiler and it's concerning her character, I think. Not everybody makes it out alive. No, they don't. And my favorite character doesn't make it out. <laughs> but everybody else does, right? Correct. Great. Thanks, film. <laughs> you're supposed to be emotionally distraught, but then you're like, oh, well. I have to say, so sad. Carla, before she does go out, though, she has a really awesome scene. With she the, does. With the big machine gun and then the fight with the guy. But again, making it so like you now know, like you're like, oh, God, I bet she's a badass. But then 
the greasy motherfucker, pardon my language, gets the best of her. And that, that was wrong. That was just wrong because she seemed like a very compelling character. She was like the most interesting thing for me. And then I was like, oh, they've disposed of her and <laughs> all those other suckers that I don't care about are still in it. Yeah, exactly. So we've also got Michelle Yeoh as Florence. What did you think of Michelle? She was all right. Again, I'm going to say this about everyone except the little girl and the Amy Pond. Uh, don't it's Karen bring... Gillan, not Amy Pond. Ka okay, Karen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> except for her, because she brings her own specific style, even though I'm not a huge fan of that. Everyone else, you could literally unplug them and plug in someone else, and it wouldn't make a difference. And I don't know why I'm feeling apologetic today, because that is not my personality, but I feel like they're all high quality. We've seen them in super high quality things, and they've done compelling performances and this is literally plug and play right plug them in and they they're doing their thing it's not like they're just phoning it in but they just i mean paul giamatti might be phoning it in a bit yeah and i don't rem i won't remember who was what i won't remember oh that badass librarian lady like i just won't remember no you won't which is unfortunate in a week you won't know but i remember charlize theron as atomic blonde right because she kicked ass and she brought like something very specific to that whole movie. Yeah, exactly. You won't even remember Karen Gillan's character name in a week. You'll mm. always know The Bride, right? You'll be like, <laughs> The Bride, she's badass. Like, it's Uma Thurman, she's amazing. You won't be like, do you remember Sam from the movie that I don't remember the name of? <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's talk about the name of this movie for a minute. Like, we start off with her drinking a milkshake with the name of its gunpowder milkshake, right? She's drinking a milkshake with her mother in this very highly emotional... Powder um, keg. Yes, like, nostalgic moment she's remembering back. And now when she comes to this cafe, which is another clearinghouse for all the criminals to come to right baby a secret driver place that milkshake is her thing but she drinks she goes home at some point she gets out some ice cream and some milk we don't see her lovingly or obsessively creating the perfect milkshake or anything she's just glugging down some ice cream with milk and then we never see that again nope until the little girl has a milkshake at the cafe, which is either to imply that now she's the new generation or, well, we have to have a milkshake because that's this cafe's specialty. Yeah. So the milkshake, gunpowder milkshake, it's like a really, they're trying, you said it earlier, it's all style over substance. Well, said talk, the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> that, in this movie... It's correct, except there was no milkshake to bring them all to the yard. No, but they do come to the yard and then they all get their asses I mean, can kicked. you insult the name of a movie and that like it matters? It doesn't matter. It could be called Cowboy Flip. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? The title. Hey, should... hold on. Write that one down. That's a good one. <laughs> Cowboy Flip. <laughs> oh, that could mean so many things. All right. So that was I'm... just another thing I thought about while I was watching. Like, okay, milkshakes are going to be a thing. There's going to be somebody who says, you know, you're just like gunpowder, whatever. I mean, that sounds really trite, like to have to squeeze in some forced line about the title. If you want a good but, milkshake movie, you know, it's There Will Be Blood. He'll drink your milkshake. He'll drink yeah, it but right that's up. That's just one scene, just like the one scene of the $5 milkshake. Too. Let me, um, yeah, also the $5 milkshake. Let me say that I actually have a milkshake glass from the movie There Will Be Blood, which I, I believe there's not many people with that glass. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that just a promotional thing? It's a very rare, like, promotional thing. It's Is very, it? It's very bizarre. Do I have to go sell it on eBay now? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I do have a There Will Be Blood Milk. That is a very obscure item. The thing is, the $5 milkshake, it's not a joke anymore. Well, it you'd was. Be lucky. No, you'd be lucky to find a, f a milkshake for as low as $5 nowadays, for real. No, not anymore, yeah, but when Pulp Fiction came out. Yeah, that's was. what I'm saying, though. Now, if, somebody's, if somebody young 
20 years old is watching that, they're like, what's the big deal? What, exactly. Why is what? I mean, when I go out to this restaurant, it's eight fifty. When I get a smoothie, it's nine dollars. Well, guess what, Sid? Talk things change over t- over the times, and uh, inflation is a thing. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? So when the milkshake re- inflation? Yeah, when they recut Pulp Fiction, they'll have to change the number. The their when they say it, the words won't match. The ten dollar. It'll go ten dollar <laughs> milkshake. It has to be like forty. Right? To make it be like, whoa, I've got to try this $40 milkshake. Yeah. Then it'll last into the future too, so. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, Angela Bassett plays anime. Angela's Again. very intense. Yeah, pretty intense. I and like her, but yeah, a little over intense for what we're talking about here, unfortunately for me. And Chloe Coleman is the little girl, Emily, which she might have been the best thing. Navo Papashado. Mm, I mean, that sounds like how it's spelled, but again, I don't know. So this Names guy. Names are tricky. This guy's from Israel, and he has made a couple of horror movies, and the movie ABCs of Death 2, which we saw both of those. He did F is for Falling, but I don't remember. Does somebody just jump out of an airplane in a parachute and splat on the floor? Was that literally what that was? I don't remember. <laughs> I really like the ABCs of Death. It was fun. It was a fun, like, fun. horror anthology thing where they took different directors and give them a letter of the alphabet, and they made a little tiny horror film. Like, you know, five, ten minutes. Some of them were really gross. Some of them were really funny. It was pretty good, right? It was a good idea. I don't know if it's super high quality, a lot of it. But yeah, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, it was... Some of it, you had to go, oh my... They went that far? You know, it was pretty extreme. Yeah. It's not for the kiddies. So, yeah, this guy... What did you think? Well, this direction is like... It's all over the place. It's... It's serving the style over substance idea. And while the movie looks great, some of the shots are really great. The stunts are really good a lot of the times. Maybe not the fight scenes so much. But even in there, there's good moments. Yeah. But I feel like that's all a group effort. I don't know. I wasn't on the set. But I feel like it didn't have any sort of like set vibe that some a very distinctive director would have given it. So introduce the uh, IMDb reviews. What are they? Reviews from IMDb. Where people write one-star reviews, and they usually include some of the following. I want my two hours of my life back. Number two, yes, this is too woke, it's too modern, whatever. I'm an idiot, so I don't like things to be different. I like James Bond. All right, guy number one (laughs) says, There was a hundred times more thought put into the movie props and set dressing than this actual story. Okay, that is not inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to argue with that person. The actual set design was amazing in parts. Yes, there. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Number two. This is one of those movies like them all lately that come out. But worse, the main cast are all women and no men seem to be allowed. It says women are the best and men are evil. It sucks. Mm. I knew there was going to be one of those, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not an invalid way to look at it, but it's not accurate, so. And finally, this guy says, are you ready? This is the one you've been waiting for. I'm ready. It's a clear example of style over substance (laughs) and pretty poor style at that. It's poorly directed and they've just basically ripped off the John Wick series. Whoever gives the green light to rubbish like this, please stop. I want my two hours back. Oh, there we go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, yeah. You you should have a, I should get a beer or a 
bottle of wine out every week. And then as soon as you give me those reviews, I get to drink. So this is a Netflix movie, so there are no extras, but we watched it on streaming there. So you can watch it too. Just go to Netflix and you'll find it. I'm going to give this movie out of 10 a 5 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 5.2. So I'm a little bit over you because, and it's really tough, because it's an enjoyable overall experience. I can have fun with a 5 out of 10 movie. Yes, it just is. It. I kept thinking this is just in the middle as far as like, satisfaction and interest in the story and interest in the people you know i want to get through the end i want some movies i give up i'm like i don't even care like i don't care enough that right now i could stop right this one i was like oh yeah i want to see where this goes and does she turn a corner and does she save the kid because it was one of those where i wasn't sure yeah it felt like at any time she could bite the bullet you know so to speak the kid could get done in and you know you wouldn't see it coming so i give it a little credit for that yeah but guess what this movie had all the opportunities to have a didn't see it coming moment and then nothing happens true so that's bad too right that's true so next week we're going to review the movie Stillwater, brand new movie with matt damon so sit up you're a matt damon fan Am I? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just generalizing. He's fine. So movie recommendations, I am going with, and you'll see why. Sucker Punch, my favorite Zack Snyder movie that nobody else likes, only me. I, I liked th- it. You liked it. I not like it. Not nobody. You know why I like it. It's not like this movie, but it is a girl-driven, beating-up movie, right? Is that a thing for you, to see women beating up on people? Well, <laughs> is this something I haven't learned I'm over I'm 22 kind of a years fan of marriage? That. Well, you know that. I'm a fan of that genre. Like women, yeah. like even like Kofi and stuff like that, where they're just badass women. You also always make your character a female in any video game that you play. I do. I like to see women beating the shit out of blokes. <laughs> is what's happening. Well, blokes who deserve it. We don't want... Yeah. No, no, not like yeah. domestic violence and stuff. No, and also not <laughs> not just like because they're a man. That's just lame, but yeah. So Sucker Punch, it's... Most people will say it's style over substance. I partially agree. I just like the whole... It's a bit pouty as well. And I like the aesthetic of the whole thing. And my other one is Baby Driver, which this movie definitely homaged, especially that diner at the beginning. Baby Driver even starts in that diner and it looks the same. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of Baby Driver kind of references in it. Edgar Wright I don't feel like Baby Driver is a good reference movie. Like, it's just very average. I thought it was fantastic, Baby Driver. I know you did, but it's not like a classic It's Edgar Wright. I think it's one of Edgar Wright's good movies. Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver. Oh, obviously, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I mean, I can't help it if you're wrong. In fact, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, again, this movie also has a bit of that in it. There's a lot of stuff in this movie from other movies. (laughs) There's just a lot of stuff in this This movie. This movie is, it's exactly what I said. You get a load of movies, you shove them in a blender, and then this comes out. (laughs) Yeah. So what? What are your movies? I'm going back to the 80s to all the movies that I recall having seen or semi-recall having seen. And the two movies from this week are from 1982, I believe. Blade Runner. You love it. One of the best movies ever. The Thing, which you also like. Also one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Those are like uh, triple A movies, movies, those two. (laughs) Yeah. Triple A. Like what make... Now, let's be honest. They don't have the best of everything, right? Uh, they're very memorable both of those they're memorable because you were impressionable when you first saw them and they were different than anything you had seen i don't know that the high quality if they were remade exactly the same today or if you were a young person i don't think you'd see the quality the same Hmm. just saying but i like them very good both of them 
The thing scared me shitless when I first saw so it. So my recommendations kick your recommendations asses. Well, my my uh, sucker punch ladies would be all of you. <laughs> uh, not if they met the thing. All right. <laughs> so uh, Ace Scully stuff this week. I've been playing a few games. The first one is Hades. I mean, this game's been out for a year, but it only just came to consoles. It's a game that's won, all, like, it came out last year, won all the awards. Everybody loves it. And I said to you when I started playing it, this game's literally 10 out of 10. There's nothing bad about it. It's got a great story. It's a roguelike type game. So you keep going back and having a, you know, like an old arcade game. Keep coming back, having another go and seeing how far you can get. This one does it really well because it tells you this story. Every single time you die and you go back to the main area, there's a little bit more of the story that's told to you. Every single time. It's not like today you'll die and then there won't be anything for you. Like, which is what happened in Returnal. This one's like, no, every single time there'll be something new you'll find. Or some new conversation with somebody that'll further the story. Now, that can't go on forever, I'm assuming. So I believe I've got to finish it at some point, right? Mm, yeah. Got to keep trying every day and then eventually get to the end. But I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool. It's Hades. It's like a uh, 2D top-down looking hand-drawn art. It's really beautiful. Most people know about it because it's been out for a year. But a brand new game that came out this week is called 12 Minutes. It's on Game Pass. And this game stars Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Mm. And it's a Groundhog Day style. Uh, the whole game takes place in 12 minutes. And it's a, gra- it's a time loop thing. And you've got to influence what happens to try and get the story to tell itself fully. So I'll explain how it, how it works. Daisy Ridley's your wife. You play James McAvoy as the husband. You go home and you'll see this hundreds, you know, you might, you might see this a hundred times during the game because you're seeing the same 12 minutes over and over. But you can do different things in that 12 minutes that will give you more information for the next time it time loops around. So, okay. So you come home from work. Daisy Ridley wife's there. She kisses you. She says, I've made a dinner. I've made like a dessert for a special occasion tonight and he's like what's your special occasion she says you'll have to wait and see so the first time i did it i you know sat down at the table she came out and she said i've got a present for you and he says what is it and she pulls out a box he opens it and it's a some baby's clothes and she says i'm pregnant happy pregnancy you know we're gonna have a baby and then a cop knocks on the door played by Willem Dafoe. He says, hello, everybody, I'm a cop. And she says, you can't just come in here because he like steps over the line into the room. And then he proceeds to say, you murdered your father, I'm here to take you in. And she's like, what? My father had a heart attack like eight years ago. What are you talking about? He knocks her over the head and then he knocks you over the head and then time loop, we're back to having me coming home and she's kissing me again. So the second time I'm like- "Interesting." So the second time around, I'm like, well, I'm not going to have the dinner with her. I've got to figure out what's going on in this place. And you're just in an apartment. There's, there's the main room, the bedroom, and the and the bathroom. That's it. So I go in the bathroom, and I have a bit of a nose around, like a look. I'm trying to find some, I find some sleeping pills. So I go back in the living room, and I'm like, I, I don't actually know what to do. All I've, got, I've, all I've found here is some sleeping pills. I tell you what, I'll put the sleeping pills in my wife's drink. <laughs> because she answers the door to the cop, right? And okay. she's not she's not going to not answer the door to the cop because she's not in the time loop like I am. I know what happened last and she doesn't, you know? Okay. The James McAvoy guy actually relives the same day, whereas she's just a player in the game, right? So I drugged her. She said, I feel a bit tired. I'm going to bed. So now when the cop comes, 
He's like, open up. And, and she's not going to go and answer the door. So I'm just stood looking through the peephole. And then he's like, if you don't open up, I'm going to kick the door in. I know you're all in there. And I'm like, nah. So I go and stand. I stood in the closet and hid. <laughs> and eventually he kicks the door in. He notices the wife on the bed. And then he says, oh, is somebody else in here? And she's kind of groggy. And then he finds me and clobbers me over the head. So that's what the game this is. sounds really super confusing. It's Just really saying. cool. It's very cool because you have to keep trying the same day over and over again, but trying different things to try and get to the bottom of what the mystery is. Why is the cop here? Did your wife kill her dad? What's going on? Like, you don't know, right? right. And I'm telling you, because we finished it yesterday, it is very disturbing and com it's quite convoluted because it's time looping. I mean, that's always a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. But it goes to some places where you're like, oh, what? So if that sounds interesting to you, it's called 12 Minutes. It's on Game Pass. It's actually free if you're a member of Game Pass. And I really enjoyed it. Probably took four hours to finish. It's not very long. It's got obviously great voice acting because they've used Hollywood people to do it. So that's that. And finally, finally, we watched uh, the new Marvel show, What If. Did you like this week's better than the first one? I didn't dislike the first one. I just think it's a lazy idea. Hmm. Well, I doesn't thought this mean, week doesn't mean they haven't made a good uh, show. Yeah, this week's was a really. Uh, I actually liked this week's even better than last week because it was like a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, really, wasn't it? It was. I mean, they and it kind of like tugged your heartstrings a little bit towards the end. Sure. And they did a really, you know, Black Panther character I really like, and they really made him likable in this one, even though he's always been likable, right? That's what if it's on Disney. It's a Marvel show, and it's animated. It's kind of cool. So, Sito, what's for dinner? Well, we decided collectively, the two of us had a committee meeting and we're going to make something. Now, what I make is up in the air. It could be grilled cheese like we had yesterday yeah, with some homemade yum. apple tomato chutney. Sounds fancy. It is. It's great. Or like me, we are, the reason I'm telling you what we're eating is because we're vegetarian and people think that we're starving to death or we have some weird agenda to turn the whole world vegetarian. Do you care if people are vegetarian? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit either. So that's why we're married. We agree on this one single thing. Is that the only reason? <laughs> well, no, because we became vegetarian long after we got married. Halfway through our marriage, actually. But so we have some what I still call fake meat. I know that's controversial with the vegan people or whatever, but I don't care. Again, don't give a shit. Do you care what they think about what we eat? No. No. Right. So a little bit of fake meat cooked up and then, I don't know, on a sandwich or on its own. See, it's a mystery. Until I get in there. Sounds good. We're not going to know, but it's not going to be Jimmy John's. So that was your decision, not so, mine. So what is your advice? And then we'll leave them. I would say, and this doesn't sound like advice yet again with my professional advice giving, but I've come to the conclusion that in life, in your own self, not like with people and their bullshit and bullies and people trying to like shove a thing down your mind, brainwash you, indoctrinate you, all that shit. Don't apply it to that. This is just your daily, like, stuff. And I'll explain. That it's okay sometimes to give in, right? Just give in to it. Just don't give up. Now, what I mean is the other day, I had a day where I literally felt like I couldn't give a shit about anything at all. I was just com disconnected. No reason. I wasn't ill. I'm not. Nothing bad has happened. It was as if you just unplugged every, like, motivation, inspiration to do anything, care about anything. Didn't even want to eat. And that is very unusual. Like, I love you and then I love food. You know, it's like that's how close up I on the chart it is. And then I thought, oh, my God, I just want to go to bed or 
cry, but not cry. I just want to not go to bed. I want to feel like I've accomplished something, but I don't want to do anything. And I don't want to not do anything because then I'm not doing anything. It's like this weird day. And eventually I just was, I just gave into it. I'm like, fine, I just, whatever this moment deals me, I'm going to do it. And if during the course of this day, I don't accomplish anything, that's fine. Unless it's something I had to do, like go to work or save somebody's life or something like that, I probably would have been more motivated. But it was just one of those days, it was day off. And I just sort of gave in to that feeling like, okay, so tomorrow, we'll see how it goes, right? I'm giving in, but I'm not giving up. Because I can see where a lot of people, that would be the beginning of a very downhill slope, right? Like, fuck it, I don't care about anything today and I feel like shit and blah, blah, blah. And then make choices that sort of drag you down a little further or make you even more like, mm, whatever, whatever. I give up, I give up. And then just sort of it suits you on a trajectory of more not caring. I don't know how else to say that, but don't give up. Like, let it, let you dip down, give in to this, like, oh, oh my God. If someone's counting on you, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't let a bunch of people down and shit like that. It's a very fine line here we're talking about. It's just your own inner self of not feeling like you can do anything. Just let that be. It's fine. For right now, that's fine. And then the next day I got up and I was like, okay, now I'm fine. Like, I'm motivated now. I go out and do the gardening. I did the stuff. I accomplished a bunch of things, you know? And so I didn't give up. I just gave in to that one day. Does that register with you at all? You don't seem like you ever have a down day. Uh, You're just sort of medium all the time. Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sad. Okay, see, this wasn't even sadness. Mm. So I, I understand sadness. Like if I get to thinking about things that are sad, like the world has a lot of sad shit and life has a lot of sad shit. I wasn't even like that. It was nothing that triggered it. So you need speak. more alcohol. Oh. <laughs> You don't drink alcohol. Or hardcore drugs. Well, I got a little more sleep the next night. Well, there you go. I don't know if that was Similar. the problem. I don't know what it was. I have no diagnosis. It was just a very unplugged day. But I can see how it could be, can be not an excuse, but like a reason for a person to just the next day wake up and be like, fuck, I mean, I didn't do what I needed to do yesterday and I didn't go out and do the thing. I didn't get the laundry done. Fuck it. I'm not doing it today either. I just don't want to catch up, right? And then the next day and the next day and it just sort of sucks you down. I can see how that would really spiral somebody, but not me. I came, I came back okay. On a more uplifting note. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uplifting. I came back. It is. I came back to, to you know, okayness. So come back to ascoli.com <laughs> if you've gone somewhere. <laughs> You can also catch us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can catch this podcast on anchor.fm slash after the show. Or just go to acegully.com. It'll send you straight there. You can listen to the show anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. Anywhere. It's on every service. You can email feedback to me, acegully at acegully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want your emails. Uh, that's, no, you can email me. And I don't even care. <laughs> stay classy. Amy Pond from Doctor Who. That'd be Karen. Yes. Well, I'm just, you know, you only call her Amy Pond, I do. So. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 